Okay, so here's uh, how it all went down. So we're in our new, I'm going to call it our office space for Electric Trash Radio, our new office space. We're in our new studios, that's what we'll call it. We are, it's nice. Yeah. It's like a joint effort. Um, uh, Seps has his uh, streaming what, uh, mission control. Yeah, it's my, <laughs> it's, my, it's my office, buddy. Yeah, and uh, uh, we kind of spur the moment we like moved a bunch of furniture in here today okay so here's 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 the here's the whole shebang okay i'm ready we didn't know we were going to do this today here, here's how it went down so last night i have to tell this about last night because i didn't get a lot of sleep last night and i went to suzy q's we were talking about suzy q's suzy q's is a pool hall i always go to i frequent a lot and last night i was playing this dude and he was like phenomenal. He was just a guy I met and, and I don't encounter too many players that are like super, super phenomenal, you yeah. know? And so when you find one, it's like a gem, like you have to hold on to him because that's, <laughs> that's the only way you get better is like playing those people. Right. And uh, he was telling me, he's like, yeah, I, I used to go to different states and I used to try to win titles and, and he's like, it just got to be a money pick because I was just like buying pool things all the time and traveling and entrance, entrance fees to some of those tournaments are like three, four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. That's pretty hefty. Yeah. And, and just to lose, you know? Oh, <laughs> um, so uh, like I, I only got four hours of sleep last night because something happens to me sometimes. Like I, he, he hit this amazing shot. It was like it was like the nine ball and the eight ball were hugging each other in the middle of the table, like frozen to each other. And he's like, I'm going to call the eight ball like at the bottom right pocket, meaning he would have to hit that eight ball at an angle where it would come off the top rail, bounce all the way down for the length of the table and hit the pocket. So he calls the ball and I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like this is going to go in. He fucking hits it. Pardon my French. <laughs> I haven't done the disclaimer yet. So uh, he hits the ball. It comes off the top rail. Boom. He pockets the ball. And like every cell in my body was like, ding, 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 ding. I was like, oh, and this, this happened to me. I'm smacking the mic around. This, this happened to me once. Like when I first heard Jimi Hendrix play one time, I, like not like live. I heard him on YouTube and like he was doing all the feedback stuff on his guitar. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and I couldn't get to sleep because I kept hearing the guitar in my head all night. I couldn't get to sleep. And uh, when he hit that eight ball, I was not able to sleep last night because like I was just thinking about the lines and pool and thinking about how that went down. And and I was like, oh my god, I got to get better. I want to get better. And I just kept seeing the balls rolling in my head. It's like it's like Russell Crowe in a Beautiful Mind when he's like doing a formula on the whiteboard or it's like something. That's crazy. Yeah, and I was like laying in my bed and I was even looking at the rafters and the rafters the way they are at the top of my room they all like intersect in the lines, oh, which is even. <laughs> so I was like, You're like tripping out about the lines. Yeah, I was just tripping out like staring at the ceiling and I was up till probably like oh man I left the pool hall probably like midnight. I got home at twelve thirty and I was just laying in bed until like probably four a.m. Couldn't get to sleep. I was just too wired over that hit. That, that eight ball that this guy made. And uh, and so I, I finally went to sleep. I woke up probably about 10 o'clock this morning. And uh, I have a, uh, I have a, uh, a, like a small book. You see that small book that I yeah. have. I, I, I literally have every date for, for two weeks, sometimes three weeks written out and everything I have to do for that day. So like if it's like the podcast or if it's like something I have to do for uh, for Pipsqueak. Pipsqueak is the mobile phone app that we're, we're working on in development. If it's like, I have it all written in there, whether it's, uh, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. You can see my, uh, calendar over there. That's yeah. what I do with that. That's exactly yeah. what mine is, except I have. Yeah. That's right, right, right. perfect. Ugh, excuse me. Okay. So I woke up at 10 
and I drove across the street to Jiffy Lube. I had to get an oil change this morning. And there was no line. There was no line. I, I drove up, and there was these four guys there just waiting. They were all just waiting for mm. a car to pull up. So I pull up. I, I kid you not, they get my oil change in like, like in a Jiffy. No, <laughs> <laughs> they get my oil changed in like, like five minutes maybe. Oh, that is impressive. Yeah, and you know how they upsell you? They try to upsell you all the stuff. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. You yeah. need an air filter? You need your wiper blades? Yeah, this guy was not playing. He's like, air filter? Uh, fuel injection cleaner? I was like, no, no, no. He gets. They get me in and out of there in five minutes. So point. That's the fastest oil change I ever had. I was like, holy crap. And the four dudes work together so well. Like, they were just calling to each other. Uh, you know, like you can tell they've worked together a while. There's just this like chemistry, you know what I'm saying? And that's how, and I, I, I thought about it. I was like, I was like, what if one guy was trying to do that? You, it would take like what? 10 times as long. Cause he would have to get under the car, do all this, do all that and ring me out. You know, the guy right. even, the guy even sanitized my card and gave it back to me. Oh really? Yeah. It was dope. Went the extra mile. Yeah. And so I drove out of that garage on four hours sleep and getting my oil changed like an mf and I was just like inspired, <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> like mad inspired. So how did the conversation go this morning? I, I was like, I don't even know how it went down. Uh, well, uh, you basically were talking about, you know, we've been talking about doing the <laughs> podcast from the office space for a yes. while now. And, you know, it just hasn't lined up with like getting the furniture, you know, like the people who, uh, you know, offer to help me just some things come up and I completely understand, you know, it's yeah. just the life of an adult. Uh, things come up all the time. I have nothing but respect for them. But, um, you know, it just Cause happened a few times. Yeah. yeah. And then you hit me up and you're like, hey, like you mentioned uh, doing the podcast again from here. And I just kind of told you it's up. And I think then we just started like talking about u-hauls for some reason yeah well i think we were talking about we were trying to make a we were basically trying to make the studio as comfortable as we could for guests right right, right. yeah so we it came up you were like man i'm i really want to get these couches and uh and you were like i'm thinking about just getting a u-haul and being done with it and i was like i was like are you home now <laughs> and you were like uh well i'm coming back from toledo you're right. uh, but I'll be home in like 40 minutes. I was like, I was like, I'll meet you in an hour with a U-Haul. So like, <laughs> like it literally was like, I was so inspired by the pool playing guy. It was all a chain. You know what I'm saying? Like, and like, there's this old, I don't know, like it dawned on me how easy it is to be inspired sometimes, you know, you, yeah. you can find inspiration in the smallest places. And like one of my favorite like sayings is like, just like, just like metal sharpens metal a person sharpens a person, mm. you know? And I don't think those oil change guys knew they were going to inspire me the way they did. But, but I was like, I was like, I'm getting this U-Haul. I'm going to meet you. Um, cause we, we need to have our own office space. We got to do this. And, uh, we've been saying like two weeks now we're going to move in here. And, yeah. and that cat, that cat was the final straw. <laughs> we love Mr. Kitty. Yeah. Mr. Kitty is just out of control. He owns the apartment now. Um, I, as far as I'm concerned, I pay rent to him because <laughs> he screams at me all the time he just screams at me that's funny uh and kelso's been putting up my roommate kelso's been putting up with it too so like yeah. it's definitely a joint effort we definitely feel like we're like platonic parents in a way yeah so, he'll, he'll get through it he will get through it he'll so get through it so uh we go over the house we i grab the u-haul go over we go over this place uh seps pays the guy we load the sofas up and we just cart the sofas over here and uh, we, we t- 
take the feet off the sofas. We get them through the doors and Seps cut his elbow and he bleeds all over the sofa. (laughs) (laughs) There was a little bit. I didn't even notice. I was like, I was like, I looked down. You're like, yeah, your elbow's bleeding. And I was like, what? Well, because I I saw what I thought looked like blood and, and, you know, like blood on furniture looks a certain way. And I don't know, for some reason, I feel like this is like punk rock music oriented and being in bands a lot but for some reason i feel like it's linked to being in bands that i know what blood on a couch looks like <laughs> and i don't know why that is and uh like i saw at first i was like oh, let's catch up a barbecue sauce or something and then i started looking and then i saw your elbows bleed. i was like oh your elbows bleed but uh uh what is it about moving furniture that makes you feel so manly because i know it makes me feel manly it's a big item. It's a big thing that we're moving. It is a big item. Yeah. And, and I mean, we had to finagle it through. Yeah. You know, so. Well, and then Seps was like, Seps took the damn door off the hinges so we could get the- <laughs> I was really impressed by that. I think I even said that. I said, wow, I'm like really turned on right now. Like, Seps <laughs> is like really handy. He's like, yeah, oh, I got this. No problem. He took the door off in like two minutes probably. And I was like, oh, that's pretty impressive. And then we got it in. He put the door back and, and I got some lunch and. So it's like, what is it? It's 625 right now. Yeah, and a little I feel late. Like, yeah, I feel like, is it late? It's a little, well, a little later than we anticipated to start. But you know what? I got to say, I appreciate you so much. That was so nice of you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've been wanting to do this for a while, so. It was the oil change guys, dude. Dude. I don't think if they would have, if that oil change went any other way, I don't think we would have got that done. <laughs> but I was just so motivated. I was like, we're getting this done because get we've been talking about it for, for uh, two two weeks now. Um, uh, this is Electric Trash Radio, www.electrictrashradio.com, and we are broadcasting from the Real Enchilada, Columbus, Ohio. That's right. And uh, I think at this point we should probably do the disclaimer, even though we've already swore on air and everything. So um, here on Electric Trash Radio, we talk about things that might be difficult or hard for uh, people to put into words or something offensive. And as we all know, the internet can be a very scary place if you are easily offended. So, um, Giuseppe, what do they do with their listening device if they... <laughs> you just destroy it. Smash it. Throw it out. That's right. Shoot your laptop or your smartphone out of a cannon out the window and just destroy it because it could just be too much. Um, okay. And... uh. That's probably a good segue. I told I told Giuseppe, I feel like I'm going to be doming the episode because I'm rant heavy. I, I warned you, though. Oh, that's okay. You've had a you've had a time. Let us know. Let us know what happened. <laughs> I'm here for you. Uh, well, I was going to talk about. Um, uh, so, like, uh, I want to say like a week and a half ago, I was sharing this experience with Giuseppe where <laughs> I, I do this thing where like I think a, a lot of people do this. But do you, and I think you told me you do this. I wake up in the middle of the night sometimes, like at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. if I do get to bed that early. And uh, I wake up hungry, like really oh, hungry. Yeah, yeah. Like half a, you're like half awake and you're just like, I don't care what's in the fridge and I'm going <laughs> to eat it. Like, um, and uh, I woke up really hungry and I went to the fridge and I opened the fridge and I realized I had no food in there. It's all my roommate's no. food. And I can't, I, I try not to be that, be that guy that eats my roommate's food. Although I did eat Kelso's Triscuits not too long ago, but I bought some earth balanced butter for us. So I feel like it balances out. No pun intended. <laughs> balanced by the earth. <laughs> <laughs> so like I, there was a, uh, you know, that pomegranate juice with the bottle that looks like, I'm just going to say it looks like anal beads. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, dude, I do. I don't actually. know why they package it that way. Cause it's not even like functional. Like it's not it's like why? Yeah. It doesn't fit into a box. You know, why? <laughs> like just how they why? even package that, uh, you, you just make it square. You'll save money on your shipments. Um, but like, so I, it was like 38 liters of pomegranate juice, but it was half full. And I was like, I was like, I'm so hungry. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna down this 
pomegranate juice like all the way the whole thing i seriously drank like it was probably like a good like 22 20 i don't know it's it's half half a liter you know what i'm saying so i smashed that pomegranate juice and i go right to bed and i woke up probably like five hours later and my stomach was so just like doing flip-flops oh no and uh i i i immediately and this is what this is what i realized about diarrhea like I was meditating on diarrhea today. <laughs> I'm meditating on it. There are different there are different classifications of diarrhea. Like everyone thinks all <laughs> diarrhea is like there is it's not there's a like ranks. There's ranks, but there's also it's like you know Fifty Shades of Grey. You know, there's like, but except it's well, and I mean how diarrhea happens more than anything, and just the feeling of diarrhea because like the so you get you got your nervous diarrhea. Okay. I don't think that's <laughs> don't, ever happened to me. I don't. I mean, uh, <laughs> you need some peptabismal, bro. Uh, I think I just need more fiber or something. That's probably true. Or bread. You know that bread oh, diet. I love bread. Yeah. There's a bread diet. Well, it's called a it's called a brat diet. B R A T. But the B R A T stands for something. I think the B stands for bread. Basically, oh, okay. Yeah, basically, if you have diarrhea a lot, you get on this brat diet. It's supposed to like slow the diarrhea down or mm. something, like a, like a tidal wave. But, uh, so, okay, so you have your nervous diarrhea. That's one. So that's if you got, like, a job interview, you know, like, and you're like, oh, man, what is a job interview going to, oh, and you got the little bubbles. And, and so you have what I call an evacuation before the job interview. So you try to get it all out, and it's kind of, you know, you could have it before a first date or whatever. It's usually brought on by nerves. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> that sounds terrible. That sounds terrible. And then the other classification of diarrhea, and this is all me. This is not, <laughs> this is not citable. Uh, the other classification of diarrhea would be uh, if you eat something bad. So uh, say you eat like a, like a, I don't know, uh, what could it be? A bad piece I mean, of I, meat. I had, uh, I had food poisoning like a couple years ago. Right. Back. Yeah, I, that was terrible. I had norovirus once. And where did you have it coming out of both ends? Oh yeah, dude. I th same. first I threw up. Like it was like I don't even know a hand. It was like a couple days later. And you probably couldn't keep water down, right? Oh, dude, I was in so rough shape. I lost a lot of weight from that. I literally <laughs> lost like ten pounds. Like that's I'm not joking. Same, no, same because like and then like you're when it's coming out of both ends, it's so hard too because like you don't know which end you're supposed to put where. Like like I was like looking at the tub like oh if I have to throw up and I'm and I'm pooing at the same time. You put your your butt in the bucket and then your face in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> like I almost set up a Coleman ten in there because I was in there so much. And uh, so there's that like you know like uh, diarrhea that's brought on by. Uh, Brought on by something you eat. And then there's a third classification of diarrhea, which I'm going to call healthy diarrhea. And this is what I think I got from the pomegranate juice. Now, hear me out. I, I, see, the, I see the skeptical look Tell on your face. Tell me more. Yeah. Uh, I think that comes when you bomb your body with like prune juice or something that is, is, is healthy for you. And your body basically is like, okay, uh, we're going to just mudslide everything out. Hmm. Like every bad thing for you. Yeah, I also too, also too is probably the fact that you drank nothing but juice as well. Oh yeah, I'm and sure. you're like right before sugar, you went down. Right? Yeah, yeah, and right before you laid down, and you were hungry for food. Yeah, yeah, it's probably like a mix of a lot of things. Yeah, but. I think you're probably right actually. And then there's like, uh, so 
yeah i i evacuated that pomegranate juice like a mother and like i felt like <laughs> so cleansed afterward i was like wow like i feel like like lighter than air i mean isn't that what yeah people do like cleansing like that and stuff and that's what it felt like like a self-induced colonic or oh, something man. <laughs> i don't think i could do it man i don't want to and then the uh in my lens there is a fourth fourth and final oh, category of the diarrhea. ultimate this one's the most specific though it only comes from eating olean chips now do you remember olean chips uh i don't actually know olean was a fat substitute that they were using with like lays baked chips and things like that and it literally had a warning on the back of the chip bag and i don't think they do it anymore where basically it could cause diarrhea <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's a very special category of diarrhea. If I saw anything with a warning for diarrhea on it, I would most definitely not eat it. Especially on a bag of chips. Yeah, dude, are you serious? Like, I can't trust a bag of chips. (laughs) Who can I trust? (laughs) So, yeah. Um, But, yeah, uh, I I just want to share that. Oh, like, I don't even know if I... See though, how half the show is going to be about defecation if I'm not careful. <laughs> but there should be a diarrhea counter. Well, because I want to talk about the time I pooed myself at work. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh like, okay, so like one time, uh, I think I ate something bad in this case. This is a bad form of diarrhea. And uh, I was at work and it was kind of comical because I was a little queasy all day. And uh, I was in, <laughs> I don't know how much I should get into this actually. Okay. F it. I was in I was in a walk-in cooler. So I was in a walk-in cooler. This is beyond the statute of limitations, so no one can come at me for this. Like I was reaching up for a box. In my mind it was broccoli or something on the top shelf cuz cuz I'm a chef. I work for a we'll just call it a food environment. I'm I'm trying to keep us in the clear. And uh I was reaching up for a box of broccoli and I think I like coughed or sneezed and I felt like, ooh, like I got a, I got a break wind. You know, I was like, I don't like the word fart. I hate the word fart. <laughs> I, I must, I must break wind. <laughs> and I was like, I got a break wind. So like, I, I trusted the fart. Never. Never. And I started pushing like I was going <laughs> to fart. And um, I started to feel relieved. It was at that moment. But I was like, but I was like, but there's no sound. That's weird. Like I felt, I, I thought I was farting, but there was no sound or like clappage of the cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and then uh, I was like, huh, that's weird. There's no clapping. There's no like sound. And then it got really, really warm, really quick. Oh no. <laughs> it got really, really warm, really oh, fast. Oh no. And then it got wet. Like, so like, and I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, peeing out of my butt right now that's what's happening and uh i think here's and here's what separates the the soldiers from the non-soldiers i i didn't tell anybody i just and the, and the walking cooler had two doors there was like a back door out so i took the back door out oh thank god i hauled upstairs to the upstairs bathroom and i just like went uh, went to the bathroom and oh, I was on damage control. Like I, 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 I took my clothes off. Luckily, nothing was on the pants. Was, oh, was, luck! Yeah, I, I think I was wearing uh, boxer briefs. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> and um, yeah, it, so it kind of encased it. But yeah, those, those underwear they got they got thrown thrown the f away. 
Dude, you better burn us. <laughs> yeah. Send them to the shadow realm. They're never in, to be seen again. Well, they're in a dump somewhere yeah, in man. San Diego, California now, probably. But uh, um, And then I have, I have one more story about it. You Do want, you really? Should I keep going? Do you actually really? This one was friend. when I was a kid, though. Okay, I mean... Should we say I think we all have I think we all have those as a kid for sure. Uh we definitely all have those as a kid, bro. Uh yeah, I'll, maybe I'll save that one. That, I'm gonna <laughs> say, I'm gonna save that one for a cliffhanger next week. <laughs> um it's a good one. Um so uh moving on from that, this is a great segue actually. Well, let's move into like communication etiquette. Dude, such a great segue. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, here's here, here's why I wanted to bring this up cuz okay. you're you're a good friend Ross uh, Tyson. Yes. Who's a who's a filmmaker, art, all around artist? How would you describe yeah, him? Uh, all around. Uh, so he does a lot of things. Um, I've actually been working with him, or you know, been friends with him for probably about seven years now. Um, initially, you know, we had got in contact with him, and also it was, um, you know, just for some band stuff, photography, you know, things like that. But I mean, even over the years, he's he does a lot of things. He does band management. He does photography, cinematography. I mean, he digital art, he branding, like he does all he kinds does of it stuff. All. Yeah, I mean, anything visual. It sounds like. Oh yeah, he's yeah. a super super awesome artist. Um, I mean, all the uh, panels and like the photos and everything he did for my Twitch actually was from him. So, oh nice. Yeah, yeah, he's just awesome. Yeah, and you, you turned me on to him because like uh, for those of you who don't know, I I actually I I I am partial owner of a uh, of a tech startup where we're working on a mobile chat app. And we're working on getting the provisional intellectual property for it. And I think once we get that, I, I've been talking to two lawyers. Once I get that, I can talk about it more in depth. But right now, I, I can't really say too much about it. Yeah, that's smart. Because the features are pretty... The people I have told, including patent lawyers, are like, wow, that's a really great idea. Like, they think it's awesome. So, but I'll, I'll share that eventually. We'll, we'll, ever, we'll all know about it eventually. But, uh, like, so I needed an artist for the, the software app. Um, okay. and, uh, so you turned me on to him. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to him and this is where the communication etiquette thing comes in. Cause I reached out to Ross and I was like, Ross, I was like, I need an artist. We're talking about doing software. He got back to me right away. He's like, okay, cool. Um, and then, and then I don't know why I did this. I was like, I was like, I was like, okay, I'll give you a call. And so at this point we're talking in Instagram, right? right. So Instagram, so like cross platform communications weird. So like, I notice, like, I don't know. Do you look at like if you're talking to someone in Facebook and talking to someone in text and talking to someone on Insta? Do you feel like those avenues have different moods for different things? Absolutely. Why is that? I don't know, man. To be honest, it's just it's like an unwritten law. It really is. It's, <laughs> it it really just is. is. It just is. It's an unwritten gosh darn law. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why it is either. But like, so I told I told Ross, I was like, okay, hey, I'll give you a call later in the week because I got a real busy week, as I'm sure we all do, you know. And uh, he's like, all right, sounds good. And then like, I think like five or six days go by. So I I I started to think like why am I going to give him a call? Like, that was weird. I said that because we were already talking on Instagram. I should have just said whatever I had on Instagram. But for some reason, I thought the call would have been more professional. Like I could convey myself better or something. Oh, I mean, if you, if you felt that it could help you convey yourself better, I'd say, you know, carry it out. But in a weird way, I also thought it was like a power move, like a subconscious power move that I, I was like, Oh, okay, I'll give you a call. So I was like trying to figure out why I did that, you know? And, um, so I was like, okay, I'll just, I was like, and so I went back on what I said. I was, I was like, I'm just going to Instagram him again. So 
I Instagrammed him, said I would call him, hit him up six days later, later, but I hit him up through Instagram. Do you have his number now? No. Oh, okay. So, but I gave him my number when I hit him up six days. But then I started to get weird about it and I hit him up on, I maybe hit him up like four days ago or, and I I was maybe five days ago and I was talking about him coming and meeting with us tomorrow, Wednesday, Uh, excuse me. Um, I'm drinking this little shot of Fireball because we moved couches today. Yeah, very. It makes your breath smell good too. Um, so I, I, this is this is where the anxiety and the paranoia started coming to play. Oh, I'm, I get it, man. Oh my god, because I was like, I was like, did I offend him? What did I do? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? and that's when I was like, baby, baby, yeah. calm, calm down. I know, Everything's I'm gonna be okay. I know. I yeah, know. Uh, just you know, he's he ha- always has a lot going on, so I totally yeah, you were understand. That. Yeah, I totally understand. I mean, I get that well, way I know too. That. I know yeah, that, I yeah. get that way too with you know people like I'll be a lot of the times you know especially when I'm talking to somebody new who's not like a significant person in my life. It's mm-hmm. actually funny. I didn't intend to really uh, express this, but it did come up, so I'm going to. But uh, a lot of people who are I guess newer in my life, like if I do message them and. I haven't gotten a message back. I will never be the guy to double message somebody. It's like a weird thing for me. And That's it's an anxiety thing for me. So like, I wanted, to, I, I wanted to ask you about that too, because if you're talking, okay, say you're, you've uh, met, met a woman for the first time and you guys are kind of like having a conversation. Do you have a rule that you follow where you're like, I will not text this person like within X amount of time if they haven't texted me back? Is it a one for one rule? You know what I'm saying? I mean, at first, I am not going to... Here's here's the word I'm going to use because it's <laughs> hilarious. I'm not going to simp, bro. I ain't going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. Like, if they're not going to give me the energy, I'm not going to give the energy. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. if, I, if I had responded to something you said and gave you equal avenue to respond back and you haven't and it's been, like an amount of time like i'm not i'm not gonna are you a three-day guy i'm like, not gonna message you again like I, i'm just not gonna i'm not gonna well make I, my put myself in that position you see all these people on the internet yeah getting their you know yeah. they're getting their uh, it's like this person doesn't know how to stop sent me been talking to himself for like yeah. a month now. like i'm not gonna be that guy like if you didn't respond to me it's okay i get it but like i'm not yeah <laughs> well i i had this moment in a in a mcdonald's drive through so not today. I went to McDonald's today too. But uh, I, I was in, I was talking to this, I, I texted this girl. I, I, met the, I matched with this girl on Tinder, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, she sent me, She I sent her a message. Okay. It was a nice message. I guess I could say what I, I said. I, she had a motorcycle in her okay. profile. And I, I liked, I thought she was cool. One of the things that she was very well educated, you know, and uh, she had, one of her things was like, I have a motorcycle. I've been in two accidents and I'm not giving up my motorcycle, you know? <laughs> and I was like, I thought that was kind of cool, you know? So I said, Hey, I'm, I was like, this was my opener. I was like, Hey, I'm six, three. Am I too big to ride bitch on your motorcycle? That was my, (laughs) that's actually, I like that. (laughs) Yeah. That's good. And, um, she hit me back and she goes, ha 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 ha. That, that would probably be a disaster. I think you're too big. And then, so I hit her back and I was like, Oh, well I'll settle for the sidecar as long as I have one of those pointy hats. (laughs) (laughs) Like Mario Kart. (laughs) Yeah. But when I sent that text message, I was in the drive through at McDonald's and something weird happened. I sent that message and it just kept showing the little buffering sign. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh And then the buffering sign froze. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if the sent or not. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and then it's something weird happened. It double sent. And then it, 
I still wasn't sure if it went through, like, because it had, like, uh, it said, that's the thing, it said sent, okay, it said sent with the check mark, but it still had that weird buffering sign that was frozen next to it. It's weird. I'll show it to you. That's so I'm going to show it to you. because it's like, it's still there, it's haunting me. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, I, like, I... I started asking myself, I'm like, did this go through? Did this, uh, like, I don't know. Like this, this girl seems really cool. Like, like maybe she's never going to get my message. Like <laughs> this could be the love of my life. And I've, I've screwed oh. and I screwed it up. I go through a drive through and lost service for a second. So I wait three days, right? No, no, no text back from her. And I, I started to get a little like, you know I what I'm saying? I, I started to wonder. So like I shoot her a text. I'm like, Hey, how's it going? That's, that was what I said. And then I just never got a response back. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, that, those are the rules of, the unwritten rules of, rules of Tinder is kind of ridiculous. I and hate that, Tinder. It, it, dude, me too. I'm like, I don't even know why I'm doing it. Like, I, I'm sorry. I'm just not going to message anyone because the, the, the ways people interact with each other is just. It's weird. It's so weird to me. Yeah. Like, I. Well, okay. and then like you have half half the uh, half the women on Tinder that too they they have their IG link yeah yeah and they're like don't talk to me on here talk to me on IG but then I look them up on IG and they got like five k followers or like seven k followers I'm just like is this just are you just getting followers this way or uh, I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't either that's why I'm like so I'm like I don't know how to play the game like, I will I will also say that I have my IG online and actually people have. DM gotten on there and then messaged me from Instagram because I have my notifications off for Tinder and I actually haven't gotten on it in quite some time. But yeah. Uh, why is it that a DM and in Instagram feels so much more, I'm going to say scandalous than a DM and Facebook dude. Facebook is because all everybody believes that Facebook is for boomers and I am kind of one of them. And yeah, that's why it's too. so, and that's why it's so funny. The fact that I have, like I said this before and a friend of mine actually made fun of me and I thought it was hilarious too, but she was like, imagine having Facebook clout. And then I was, I was just dying. I was like, it's like, it's like not a thing. It's like an oxymoron. <laughs> yeah. It's like touche. Like Facebook cloud is almost like saying you have no cloud. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, oh, by the way, visit our uh, Facebook page, oh. <laughs> Electric <laughs> Crash Radio. Um, so, see, part of me thinks it's because Instagram's layout looks so different from Facebook. Because Facebook, when you're talking, it's a white background that you yeah. can't change. And on Instagram, it's a black background. Dude, dark mode. Yeah, which makes me think that, like, Instagram, you like you feel like you're in the nighttime or something. I, <laughs> <laughs> like, like the wolves come out. It's definitely a lot, uh, a lot more of an aesthetically pleasing environment as well as yeah as well as just like a younger i feel like a lot of younger people use that rather than facebook i agree it's only a matter of time before the boomers get on that one too they're taking over and then everyone's gonna run over to tiktok god help us all oh geez um are you on there much bro i i actually barely even use it the only time i use it at all is when i post singing videos like i'll be honest i don't even watch videos on there the only reason i made it was to do that so are are you able to send dms on tiktok uh yes oh okay yes yes yes. so i wonder what that communication would feel like (laughs) yeah i don't want to (laughs) know yeah i don't want to know baby yeah um but I always thought that was weird. But see, I never know. I never know when to convert it to a convert a text message to a phone call. Or you know, what I start doing lately is I do it with you too. Is the voice messages? Mo- oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mostly because my thumbs are like too busy. If it I'm just trying to text. yeah, it depends on the time, and it also depends on the person. 
Mm. Like I only do that to like certain people. Yeah, I I think so too. And obviously you're not going to listen to that in a crowded room. Yeah. Well, sometimes I also like send a voice message intentionally because I don't, I want whoever I'm sending it to like, listen to this when you're quiet. Cause I feel like sometimes when you get a text, like the tone, the tone comes a, a weird way because of your environment. I, I feel like sometimes like, like I'll read a, uh, I'll read a text differently in my own home than I will at work. Like the tone I apply hmm. to it. And I was actually in a heated debate with a friend of mine, not too long ago, maybe about a week ago. And halfway through the debate, it was all through text. Excuse me. It, it was like all through text and it started to get real heated. And I was like, whoa, I was like, I had to stop for a second. I was like, the tone is really getting lost here. And so I converted it to voice message. And then we were both like, hmm. fine. Yeah, that's good. We were both. I, and I even said, I feel like the tone's getting real lost here. Like, you know, we're both on the same side of this issue. But for some reason, it's like. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's 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 hard with like messages sometimes, man. I mean, the message you believe that you are conveying may not be how it is received and that happens so much through any text-based communication when when you read text messages do you read it as the person's voice or do you read it as your just like standard reading voice or uh standard reading voice unless i am very like if i'm close with somebody then that's actually happened especially like very iconic things that they might say you know, I would could definitely hear them saying it in my head. But mm. for the most part, I'm kind of just reading it. Like if we say yes or to each oh, other, yeah, like we I can mean, hear that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, here's what I noticed, too. In, like, text message format, the the person you're texting, their texts are on the left side of your screen. And your responses are on the right side. Mm-hmm. I always wondered. And for some reason, I feel like that's opposition to me. And and I've been in a lot of fight and text messages. And sometimes I feel like that past trauma from like the fights I get in the text messages, like kind of almost like something happens. And and that left right interface to me almost feels like opposition because I, I notice a lot more cooperation in like chat feeds because chat feeds, it, it's like everyone's left justified. And it just scrolls. Interesting. Yeah. and That's kind of really interesting. Yeah. And like, this is like, I, I, I know of this. I deal a lot with like a user, inter- they call it UI UX, which is user interface and user experience. So like, it's basically, a, it's basically a career path for people who uh, design the look and feel of apps and how they elicit responses and things mm. of that nature. Okay. And, and I feel like that is almost like, a, like, I, I feel like it's an inadvertent thing that happens through text, you know? But see, there's other theories like, like, I don't know, like, what, like, why are people more inclined to be pissed off on Facebook than they are on Instagram? Like, you know, like maybe it's the boomer presence. <laughs> I think that Instagram doesn't have as much room. Like, I think we did kind of talk about this before at one point, but like Facebook is more about like posts of whole, like you can post paragraphs, dude. Like it's oh, huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you can yeah, post yeah. whole paragraphs like on Instagram. Uh, you know, you can only fit so much in your stories. That's not something you would ever put on your story. And if you put something on Instagram, you it's image based first. And that, like, do you ever do this? Do you like like a picture without reading the caption? Like oh, if it, oh, especially all the time. if it says see more. Like do you all ever, the time. Exactly. So like, so, I kind of exactly. Well, sometimes sometimes I'll like. Do you do this? Sometimes I just like things blindly just because it's someone I want to support. Oh, absolutely. Like, um, you know. There's been times where I'll go down my feed and I'll react to every single post because I'm just like, I feel like I'm, I'm interacting with my friends and stuff and like I'm interacting with a lot of people and, you know, just showing support to others. Like you said, like, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, uh, 
and then I had like another like here's the thing I, I make this mistake in, in Tinder too where or, or any dating app or whatever we're like we're talking we're jiving and it's all through text and then I'm like I'm like oh hey like would you like to like you want to do a phone call or something like that and then it's like boom ghost dude <sighs> I love phone calls too that's a big thing so I totally get it well I just figure people who like people who aren't into the phone call that probably just wasn't meant to be at all because yeah because a lot of people like the pen pal thing you know okay. where it's just like yeah. you know um I mean, there's something there's something very nice in like a letter or something written by somebody. Mm. Yeah, I, that is true. It's 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 all nice. It's yeah. just like the tone that tone yeah, gets sure. lost. But mm-hmm. um, so Ross Tyson, uh, hope you're doing well, and I hope we talk soon. <laughs> <laughs> Do nothing but love for Ross Tyson. Like you guys should yeah, check real. him out. Like he is incredible. It's, um, it's 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 uh, his insta's at who's who's, uh, who's uh yeah at it? who's ross tyson yeah but how's tyson spelled it's like Thiessen. it is it I is don't spelled know. like Thiessen, it's t-h-e-i-s-e-n but it's pronounced tyson yeah so check him out he seems like a really cool guy and he's amazing i'm looking forward to working with him um let's see okay i got some bullet points here but uh we're actually uh we we rabbit hold man like we were talking about doing we might only have time for one or two all right all right should I want to read all three and have you decide which we should do? Do you, do you want to do jewelry? And I don't want it. We had jewelry and making ourselves pretty, crazy band stories, or our insecurities. Oh man, they're just all so good. I know, I know. They're we'll have so to good. save some. Well, I guess. Like roll a dice. Uh, I could quite literally roll a die. Let's. Uh, I like our insecurities. Let's do that. All right, all right. Okay. So you want to start? Oh, I, I absolutely, I absolutely will start with this one. Yeah. Um, so I could think of a few things, especially in physical, uh, like physical insecurities rather than, you know, a less tangible one at the, but, uh, like what? a big physical insecurity of mine. I mean, honestly, like it's weird because it's like, I know it's society's standard of beauty or whatever. And that's complete BS anyways, which is, you know, a whole entire rabbit hole we could go down. But, uh, you know, a big thing for me is like my weight, man. And like, we were talking about it earlier and like yeah i know i wear a lot of skinny clothes and stuff and it's just like aesthetically how i like to dress and things but because i do that you know my whole life people has always made comments to me like why are you so skinny or like or like hey what are you gay or hey why you you wear girls clothes or like Mm -hmm. yeah my whole life man and uh you know i've gotten a lot of stuff like that and people that don't even know me be like why are you so skinny um excuse me why are you so fat (laughs) like you do you wouldn't do that to somebody like that. you no, never no, know no. what somebody but it pops in your head you're like well, well for sure it makes like, me upset you're like if you could say this like what well, that means i could say this you know what i mean but yeah, you don't because you're don't. trying to be good you yeah know? i don't like we all have that little devil on the shoulder that is like telling <laughs> us to do it and, i'm a gemini bro yeah <laughs> if and i'm i don't know sometimes i feel like i have devils on both shoulders but <laughs> like, like one just says do this and then one's like yeah do it um but uh yeah like yeah which is funny because, like, I don't think your weight seems like it's a problem at all. I could see why people would make comments. Though. I mean, it's taken me a lot of time to get to the point that I am with myself. I mean, even still, like, I have a lot of insecurities. But, I mean, you know, uh, like, like for instance, I was telling you back when I lost, like, 10 pounds when I had a... Uh, Norovirus uh, or whatever. <laughs> Norovirus. That's when I, I had, had food poisoning. Like... Yeah. Dude, even my skinny jeans now, like, they were so loose on me. People were like, dude, you, like... 
you need to eat. I'm like, dude, I am eating. Yeah. Like my metabolism is ridiculous. It does. I have weighed 140 to 145 pounds since I was like 16 years old and I still weigh that much. Yeah. You were like busting the sag probably after losing that weight. It, I yeah, imagine. Dude, it was rough. Um, yeah, that's heavy. I think, I think mine, one, mine isn't one. I think first and foremost, okay. I have this, like, you see this, this, the way, the way my chin connects to my neck, okay. I guess it's like a bullfrog thing right here. What is that? I, 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 and it's insane. It's insane. I know it's crazy. I've never even noticed that. Yeah. But well, I mean, well, notice it, it now. Yeah, <laughs> no, but I never liked how that looked. I always mm-hmm. felt like I have a turkey thing, like the turkey, turkey gobbler okay. there. <laughs> you're like, all right, you're like, you're insane, but okay. And, uh, my, my teeth used to bother me for a long time, but now mm-hmm. I like my teeth. Okay. I used to go to the dentist and, um, my, t- my teeth are like kind of, you know, they're pointy and it looks like a, if I were to describe it, it's a combination between like a donkey and a vampire. I, yeah. Uh, and like, it's like showing me your teeth yeah. while we're doing this. Like, yeah. I'm trying it, to check, show, check these. Yeah. Out. I'm trying to show, uh, just having, but, uh, like, uh, and I used to go to the dentist and they were like, you know what? We can bring you in here. We can file all these down. We'll make them look real perfect. Blah, blah, blah. And the dentist used to, this dentist I went to, he would complain too. He's like, he's like, these are such a bitch to clean. He's like, you really need to get these fixed. Like, I'm like, I'm, and in my head, I'm like, screw you, dude. I'm paying you to clean them. Yeah. Just do your best. And like, now that I've gotten older, I've actually really liked my crooked teeth. Like, I think that, I think it adds so much character to me. And, um, I really, really like them. Like, you know, and I, since then I've gotten a, a dozen of dentists and I think trends happen in any industry, just like any other. And now yeah. dentists, most dentists don't even bother me about the teeth. You know, yeah. um, some of them actually say, wow, your teeth are really interesting or whatever. I think it's probably a way like professional way to say they look fucked up, <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, and, and, uh, like th- I had this one dentist in La Jolla, California. I had this one tooth that was like going backward. It was kind of going backward. And he's like, he's like, you know, I'm kind of a humanitarian, so I'm just going to fix this tooth for you. And I was like, okay, dope. But the way he fixed it was he sawed off the front of that tooth and he basically glued on like a fake tooth on top of it. And like, made, so now it looks like it's up front, but that, mm. that tooth is actually real far back. And if you, sometimes I do this, like when I'm out with someone, I'm like, grab my tooth, grab my tooth. They're like, they're like I'm telling them to put their hand in my mouth. And this tooth right here is like super thick. Like it's like mad thick. It's like a rock because because uh-huh. it's literally like two teeth glued gotcha. together. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. <clears throat> um, and then the other one's my height. Okay, that's why I hate taking photos with you because like if we're standing up next to each other, I'm like I look like a I just look like an ogre, man. I'm like <laughs> no, I'm like I'm too tall. But no. I know, but we're talking about insecurities. Yeah, I know, I know, but I'm still gonna tell you you're beautiful. <laughs> you're beautiful will. too. I, I mean, I have more too. Like, like uh, we could go all day. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Another physical one of mine is because actually a lot of people will ask me. They're like, "Oh, do you shave your eyebrow?" And I'm like, "No." Like it's a start. <laughs> I had like 20 stitches. It happened when I was a baby. I think I was like two, so a toddler, Fuck whatever. Boy. <laughs> oh, you douche. I was jumping on the couch and we had a glass coffee table and I just like face planted into it and shattered my face. I mean, if it was an inch lower, I would have lost my eyes. So, you know, obviously I'm very thankful. But I mean, what you can do is you can look at my eyebrows and you can see that they're not they're not level. Want this one is above because when they pulled this up to Oh, I don't really see that at all. You see it now. No, I yes, don't. You do. Yes, you do. Get a leveler out. This we'll eyebrow is higher, I promise you. All right. Let me get my iPhone leveler out. Okay. We're going to take a look at that when the podcast is over. It's, it, 
I know what it is because I, I see it. But it looks cool, though. I appreciate it. I'm sure it didn't look cool for like the first 18 years of your life. You probably <laughs> look kind of self-conscious about it, maybe. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I like at this point, I mean, I enjoy my eyebrows car. Yeah. So. Well, my, like my eyebrow, I do it with a, uh, yeah. a clippers. I mean, it's cool, though. I mean, I like the look for sure. I don't know why you do it, to be honest with you. I feel like it just looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know why? Because I was always really into like 80s like villains and like in video game villains. And it just looked like a video game villain thing to do. I mean, I, I mean, a lot of kids these days would say and classify it as edgy. And, uh, you know, yes. I, I like the look and I like the look of edgy. So, uh, yes. Well, uh, well. Do, are we done reinforcing each other? <laughs> people, are like, people are like, what did you guys do on the podcast? Oh, we just talked about what we hate about ourselves and, <laughs> and then told each other how much we loved each other. Um, let's bring this to a close. Uh, Seps, do you have any crazy band stories of things uh, that when you were in a band? I know we've slowed down on our band fronts, you and I. Yeah. Uh, crazy band stories. I mean, I wouldn't really say anything crazy. Uh, we went on tour uh, in a band that I was in called Contentions. Uh, we went on tour. We went to, I think it was for like two weeks, something like things. that. Yeah, sorry. What are you doing, bro? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I think it was like two weeks about, um, and that was insane. I mean, all five of us living out of this literally, uh, what, 15 passenger van, and we had no trailer. So it was what gear, like the drums and like all the important stuff. And we were sharing uh, amps with another band, Hour 24. But, um, like dude trying to sleep in that car together and like maintain all your stuff and you know you have your personal stuff in there and your drums and your music equipment it was insane dude like i mean we we made a joke we made a joke about people like getting banished to the crevice or we would also say crevasse <laughs> because it was hilarious it's fancy and what that, too yeah and what that is is it was the floor space between the two the two uh the two like row seats and that's where somebody would sleep <laughs> so dude it was intense man. I'm just like a gypsy like caravan all the way yeah i mean that was a, that was a more tougher one i mean the only other crazy like crazy good experience i guess uh in that same band uh we tried out for battle of bands for warp tour and we won a date and got to play the oh Pittsburgh that's cool battle of the bands. that's actually really commendable yeah, yeah. yeah it was really cool yeah, I, we, uh, I, when I was, uh, I just recently met up with like all my old bandmates from like 10 years ago and we were in a, we were in a band called Dirty Box and we mm -hmm. were together almost three years, I think. And uh, we did so much cool stuff in that band. It was almost like, uh, cause we really believed in the performance aspect of it and mm -hmm. like, um, I, I did this thing. I, I was putting on like white makeup whenever we played. I did like white makeup. And what my thing was, I'd go to the thrift store and buy like women's dresses. Well, dresses, I could just say. And I would fashion them to either look like tank tops or like, you know, and I would just like, my goal was to look like a monster on stage. So like this kind of like, like, I, I don't know how I would say it like this. Uh, like, I guess like a, like. You know, like uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, how there's a lot of gender bending and things like that, but it's yeah. also kind of goth and, gotcha. and yeah, I would like just try to create this character every night and and we, we actually got a, a lot of local acclaim here in like Columbus, Ohio, and people still remember that band, which is kind of crazy because we don't really have any released recorded music, which is crazy too. We were just purely like a live band that would perform, and uh, we went all the way down to McAllen, Texas, at one point because I had a friend who was a millionaire. 
and it sounds made up. I, I had a friend who was a millionaire that I actually met on the internet and like a Yahoo chat room. We just got to be really good friends. And, um, she was always like a big fan of my music and she was like, Hey, I'm throwing this event, but it's kind of sad. She got like her, she got her millions from like, it was like her parents life insurance policy. Cause they, they got like murdered, like brutally murdered. And That's she, terrible. Got, it was terrible. So she threw this like event. It was called the love hurts event in uh, McAllen, Texas. And, uh, she was like, she was like, I want you to bring your band down and open up for Saul Williams. And that was like a really awesome experience. Um, we played to like a ton of people and with no sound check, everyone was like pretty fried about that, but everyone loved the show and it was a good time. And then we played this one, this was like 10 years ago here. They, they threw this festival in Columbus called, it was called Sinner Fest S I think it was S Y N N E R just because that looks cooler. And it was basically like, it just like it sounds like sinners, <laughs> you know, like, so they had like, they had, uh, uh, like it was people who did like piercing tattoos, suspensions, like, right, uh, like right, stuff right, like right. that. Like it was like a little mini convention. And this is like one of my, like, I, I have a lot of milestones when I perform music, but I was playing bass doing, I was a bass player back then doing, oh, and, uh, like in doing my bass thing, there was. I looked down cause I had a bunch of effects pedals. I was like looking down, dicking with my pedals and I look up and there's these two big girls. I'm going to say big girls. They were big girls. And it took me a second to register what was happening, but they both had their tops off and they were holding their boobs. Like, like you and I would hold watermelons. Like if you were holding two large watermelons <laughs> and they were wagging them at me. Wow. Yeah, and it took up practically their whole forearms. You know, they were like, it was hypnotic because they were doing this. How did that make you feel? I was like, I kept, I was like, oh, like, like, and I was like, I was surprised. (laughs) (laughs) I was like surprised more than anything. And then my second thought was like, okay, I started looking around at my bandmates. I was like, okay, like. I can't be the only one seeing this. Like I was trying to get like my band and, and our band was cool. We had a female drummer, female lead singer. And then I was on bass and we had a guy on guitar. So I like look over the guitarist and he's doing his thing, not paying attention. I'm like just trying to get someone's attention. And uh, like that for me was like such a funny experience. I couldn't get anyone's attention. I was just like flailing around like trying to, I was like, whoa, check this out. There's like boobs here. Like, you know, it was just such a fun experience. And like one of those classic, like just band moments. And, and we, we don't even have enough time for me to go over like all the, there's so many good stories that came out of that band. It was so good to see everyone. Um, cause it was a long time since I seen them. So, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think we can bring it to a close. Do you have yeah. anything else? No, I believe that's it. But yeah, it's always uh, good to reconnect with old friends, man. Absolutely. If you got an old friend out there today, um, somebody you've been thinking about and somebody that's been passed through your mind, do yourself a favor and just reach out to them. Make sure like they're that. okay. I like that idea. Yeah. Just, um, I know we all think about people from time to time, but life is short and you never know where you're going to get that chance. So, um, tell someone you love them today. So, um, until next time, uh, I am Adam Lee Robinson. I'm Giuseppe Villana. And uh, this is Electric Trash Radio, and we'll see you again in a week. All right, peace.